What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. Not really a full episode. This is more of a, just a quick video and update. The 2022 fantasy season, uh, fantasy football season, has come to an end. So this is more of a, of a thank you video for hanging out with me this entire season. We did have a lot of growth on the YouTube channel and the Fantasy Fellowship website uh, and everything on that. So we, I just want to thank you guys for hanging out with me this whole season. Hopefully, you guys were able to win some games and win some fantasy championships. If not, if you just caught us at the end of the season. We're going to be uh, pumping out more content uh, than ever in 2023. So I guess what to expect. I just kind of want to frame everything. And uh, again, now that fantasy football is officially, you know, it, it's over, uh, but the the hard work is just beginning. So at this point, uh, it's uh, as I record this, it's January 5th. What we'll do is, uh, I mean, we have the NFL playoffs and stuff, so I'm going to continue to put out content uh, for the games and whatnot. But my attention is going to be more so on the NFL rookies coming in. I want to get, you know, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. We'll do some dynasty rookie information for you guys and get you guys ready for your dynasty drafts as well as the NFL draft in general. Um, so expect more uh, dynasty content coming forward. And, uh, of course, if you guys do play fantasy basketball, that's one thing that uh, – Officially, now that football is done, I can pump out some basketball content. So I'll be putting out a couple of live streams, uh, one or two live streams each week for basketball. We'll do our waiver wire video for basketball. So expect maybe two to three videos per week on NBA fantasy for the rest of the fantasy basketball season. And then, uh, yeah, again, we're just going to continue to pump out the dynasty content. We'll do a, a lot of things. I might even do like uh, I, I might try some different things this year. So if you guys have any ideas for content, let me know. I can always. Uh, I'm always open to ideas and seeing what you guys have out there or what's, uh, you know, not in the market right now that you guys were hoping for videos on. So, again, thank you guys. Uh, I just, we, we're up to 609 subscribers. So I think the next goal, uh, of course, we want to get to 1,000 subscribers because 1,000 subscribers, then you can get monetized on YouTube and then we can start making a, a little bit of income off the channel. Uh, and that would be fantastic. So I'd love to do this more, more full-time work for you guys. And uh, I guess as far as my 2023 I mean, the, the number one thing that I put out is my my projections and my my Google Sheets there. That's going to be all my work that I put in all summer and get us ready for the 2023 season. So that's going to be available at some point. Uh, I like to wait until after the NFL draft to get the rookies and whatnot loaded into there. So uh, sometime in May, uh, maybe early June, we'll have our 2023 fantasy football projections live. And then I might be doing like a, a little bit of a, a, of a premium paid subscription service for you guys. So if you want to get access to it, it'd only be a couple bucks a month. Uh, and then we'd be doing that for uh, through the, I guess, the rest of the regular season. So a lot coming in 2023. Very excited. Uh, but since this is uh, the title of the video is 2022 Year in Review, we're going to hop into a screen share. We're just going to kind of talk about some things. Uh, that happened in fantasy football this year. And uh, what's going to happen too is I think next week, uh, again, now that there's no football fantasy content for me, I'm going to be putting, I'm going to have a lot more time on my hands. So I kind of want to do um, like a top 10 video of things that I got wrong uh, with my projections and top 10 things that I that went well with my projections. So we're looking here at the quarterback rankings uh, from the season here. And it looks like Patrick Mahomes was the clear number one. He ended up uh, averaging 25 points per game on the year. Jalen Hurts was up to 26.4. So uh, essentially, the top two quarterbacks were Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Josh Allen did get uh, – his, his averages are, are skewed because of what happened on Monday Night Football. And I just want to take a minute, uh, take a second to say, DeMar Hamlin, we got finally some positive news here on him being alert and awake. Um, still not able to speak, but he's at least able to function. And, and it looks like uh, what could have been something very seriously bad uh, looks like there's a little bit of glimmer of hope there. So thoughts and prayers with Hamlin and the Bills and anybody else 
going through a tough time with this. But Josh Allen, uh, I, I think it's safe to say the top three quarterbacks all year were Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts. Uh, after that, we do have Joe Burrow at number four. So I think I had, I can't remember, we'll pull it up in, in the things I got right and wrong, but I'm pretty sure Mahomes, Allen, Hurts were all in my top three or four. Joe Burrow was probably just inside there as well. Justin Fields, nobody saw him being a top five quarterback. Uh, and for most, I mean, the good month or two into the season, he wasn't really doing well, but then he just kind of turned it on. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up in fantasy drafts next year. But no one saw Geno Smith coming. Uh, some people had were high on Daniel Jones uh, but not as QB seven. So he had a career year. Trevor Lawrence, I had him ranked very highly. He was on a lot of my best ball teams. Um, so good to see him there. Kirk Cousins, of course, just a, he's been a top 10, top 12 quarterback for the last few seasons. So you like to see that. And then Jared Goff and the Lions offense, man, there's some optimism around there. We'll see if they draft a QB. Uh, but then Tom Brady, not as good of a season. We kind of saw that coming. So I kind of had that one correct. Uh, and then Justin Herbert, uh, the cracked rib uh, at the beginning of the year, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in and out of the lineup, Justin Herbert not throwing as many touchdowns. I think his touchdown percentage was was the lowest he's ever had in his three seasons, and they just ran so many touchdowns in with Austin Eckler. So Herbert, probably a bounce-back candidate next year. Lamar Jackson, of course, hurt. Aaron Rodgers about QB 15. So, uh, of course, the big miss here was Russell Wilson. Kyler Murray got hurt. But uh, the majority uh, of times that I was drafting, I mean, I was telling you guys to take Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts. There was – you know, the sleepers out there like a Russell Wilson and Derek Carr, a Tua. Uh, but overall, the state of the quarterbacks seemed to be uh, kind of what we thought it was coming in. Uh, and then looking at the running backs, like Austin Eckler, man, the clear number one running uh, fantasy running back. Uh, he beat Christian McCaffrey by a good point and a half points per game. Uh, he ended up scoring, looks like, 24 fantasy points more than, than CMC did. So Eckler, again, we talked about the touchdowns going all the way uh, from Herbert to Eckler. Next year, we're probably going to you know have to project Eckler to come down in touchdowns. But McCaffrey, Eckler, uh, those guys were top three, top four running backs. Same with Derrick Henry. He was a top, you know, three or four running back selection. Uh, of course, the one guy that kind of hit uh, everyone uh, who took him, Dalvin Cook. I mean, you took him probably at the end of the first round. He was he was RB10. I don't know if that paid off. Um, who's the other guy that kind of busted in the top five? I can't remember here. I'm just looking around. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. He was kind of the de facto number one uh, running back going in. But if you took him, you probably didn't have a good season. So uh, it does remain, you know, this year there was a good hit on running backs. You, you had Eckler, CMC, Derrick Henry. These guys were all, you know, first round running backs and they all hit those three hit. Uh, I can say Dalvin Cook, he didn't hit or miss. He was just kind of what you paid for. He was RB10 on the year. You probably were slightly, slightly disappointed with Dalvin Cook. Uh, but if you took Jonathan Taylor, you were pretty disappointed. So uh, maybe we can look at some some wide receivers in the first round next year. But Saquon Barkley bounced back. Nick Chubb belongs as a top running back. He did kind of slow down towards the end of the year, though. Uh, you can see here he didn't score a touchdown in the last five games for the Browns. But who knows? Maybe uh, a full offseason and work with Deshaun Watson can lift that offense. Nobody. I, I mean, I was super high on Tony Pollard. I had him as a top 24 running back coming into the year. But RB7, are you kidding me? Uh, there's Aaron Jones, uh, RB8 on the year. We had him as a fringe first rounder. Ramondre Stevenson, we didn't expect RB9 on the year, but I did have him ranked higher uh, than Damian Harris, I believe. And he was a, a favorite uh, late round target of mine. Leonard Fournette, decent season. He kind of had some ups and downs. Joe Mixon had some ups and downs as well, but he still ended up as a top 12 running back. Miles Sanders, everyone was was wrong on Miles Sanders, I think for the most part. Ends up as a fringe uh, running back one there. Najee Harris, a little bit of a letdown. If you took him, James Conner, when healthy, he was fantastic, but he missed a good portion of the year. Jamal Williams out of nowhere. Uh, Kenneth Walker, ETN. 
these guys we were interested in, Jarek McKinnon kind of coming out of nowhere. Uh, and then my guy, A.J. Dillon, of course. I had him ranked as a top 24 running back. He almost finished the season as so his last month and a half or so, though. I think he, that was what we thought we were drafting A.J. Dillon in the fifth and sixth round. So, But that's the state of the running backs. Uh, it was a decent year for running backs. If you took a running back early, you were probably uh, okay with what you got. Of course, if you took Eckler, CMC, Derrick Henry, those guys were the ones that paid off the most. But there were some decent hits in running backs this year. Uh, and then the wide receivers, Justin Jefferson. If you took Jefferson, you're you're feeling pretty good about your season. Of course, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs. There's there's just a lot of wide receivers that go early in drafts that if you took them, you were pretty dang happy. I think Cooper Cup might be the only one because he got hurt. Um, Jamar Chase also got hurt too. He might have cost you a little bit, but uh, you're talking Hill. Adams, Jefferson, Diggs, A.J. Brown, these guys were all high draft picks. C.D. Lamb, high draft pick. Amon Ross St. Brown was a value. Same with Jalen Waddle. And then Devonta Smith coming in hot to finish as the wide receiver nine on the year. Uh, fantastic season. Amari Cooper proved to be an elite wide receiver playing with Jacoby Brissett for the majority of the year. Mike Evans came in with a 48-point game to finish the year. That's going to mask his relatively down year. I mean, uh, for the last... Let's see. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week four. Then he gets three in week 17. He hits a thousand yards. Uh, that's going to you know mask a lot of his inefficiencies. So uh, he was able to make up for that. Tyler Lockett, fantastic season. He actually beats DK Metcalf. Christian Kirk, fringe wide receiver one. T Higgins, fringe wide receiver one. Um, so just some interesting stuff. Uh, it looks like a lot of mid-round receivers hit, whether that's, I mean, you talk about Lockett, Kirk, uh, Ayuk, Godwin, McLaurin, Pittman. You know, I think we were right with a lot of wide receivers. So uh, if you're following my content in the summer, I, I'm usually more excited about drafting wide receivers. And that's kind of my area of specialty. I can always draft good wide receivers. Uh, and then there's, you know, the occasional miss. Like Mike Williams got injured, but when he played, he was a lot of fun this season. Um, we were low on Debo Samuel, so we didn't draft him a ton. Uh, but uh, the, the one I'm looking for is Cortland Sutton. We were pretty disappointed with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy if you drafted them, but that uh, relies you know, on the Broncos' offense not playing well. So interesting wide receiver year. Uh, for the most part, there wasn't too many busts. I think, I mean, Debo Samuel kind of busted, Cooper Cup busted, uh, but those are mainly because of injury. There wasn't really any, uh, I guess, egregious mistakes early in drafts this year. So it uh, looks like we're getting better at doing our fantasy analysis before the draft. And then tight ends, the biggest crapshoot in all of fantasy football. If you took Travis Kelsey, there's a good chance you might have won your league. Uh, also, TJ Hawkinson, I mean, he's going to be he's going to be an interesting guy going forward. He has a really good landing spot here with Kirk Cousins ever since he got traded from the Lions to um Minnesota, he was the clear number two tight end in fantasy football. So he only had one, two, three games below double digits, and they were all seven, eight points. So I think going forward, we might see TJ Hawkinson uh, be a guy that we can trust as our tight end uh, for the future. So Hawkinson, if you took Mark Andrews, you're probably pretty disappointed. He kind of got hurt with the Lamar uh, Jackson injury. Hasn't scored a touchdown since week six. So um he had a nice game in week 17, but before that, it's been a while since we've seen some good Mark Andrews numbers. So we'll have to wait and see on Mark Andrews. If uh, Lamar Jackson's going to be in Baltimore next year, I think his landscape could change. George Kittle had a nice uh, bounce back. Uh, he did get hurt early in the year, missed some games, uh, the first two. And then he was kind of so-so uh, out of the gate here, but uh, some big games, some some low games. I think he's a frustrating player to own in fantasy because you never know if you're going to get the three, four points, uh, but you could end up with the 25, the 30. He's a dominant player. 
the 49ers just spread the ball around too much. Uh, and then Evan Ingram out of nowhere, the Jags offense, a lot of fun. I think Pat Fryermuth is going to be a top five, top 10 tight end uh, for years to come. And then you have Higby, Taysom Hill, Dalton Schultz, kind of a disappointment. Jawan Johnson out of nowhere, tight end number 10. Uh, Dallas Goddard, actually, uh, outside of like Kelsey, Hawkinson, and Andrews, like Goddard might be the guy that we want to draft next year because uh, he's paired with Jalen Hurts. It's a really good position to be in. He was very productive at the beginning of the year. Uh, I'm open to Goddard in future years. Everett had a nice season. Tyler Conklin, uh, up and down guy. And then David Njoku, uh, I thought he played well for the majority of the year. His worst numbers came, though, when when Deshaun Watson came came into the mix here. So not a great final three games for Njoku. But before that, he was playing pretty well with uh, Jacoby Brissett. So interesting things here. Tight ends, it's, it's hard to label tight ends as a bust. Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts, these guys both had injuries. I don't like to label injury players with bust, but they technically did bust at their draft position. So we'll say that. Uh, but outside of those two, I mean, Irv Smith kind of got overshadowed when Hawkinson came and he missed the majority of the, the season there with injury. Um, but uh, yeah, tight end next year. I think we're going to advise to drafting early tight end. And then, uh, oh yeah, while I'm here, uh, I do want to, I'm opening it up right now. Uh, my listener league, the, the fantasy fellowship fun league. I want to shout out to, uh, James, a.k.a. Porsche 23 he won back-to-back. -back. Uh, unbelievable. I'm just going to the playoff bracket now. So uh, here we go. The returning champ ends up winning 125.86 and a 2.2. Uh, the fellow MLB here, my friend Matt Bame, he didn't have anybody else going, um, uh, going into that Monday night game. So the game is pretty much over. I just want to show you guys the, the returning champs team and what he did in the Superflex League. Um, so he had Geno Smith, the nice pickup of the year, and Sam Darnold. So he wins a Superflex League with Geno Smith and Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield as his quarterbacks. CMC, Mixon, Higgins, Pittman, even Darren Waller. He had some busts, uh, but he still managed to, to make a run here. Tyler Lockett. Great selection. Tyler Algier, a great start here in the final championship round. Had Tony Pollard all year. Uh, Taysom Hill, so he was kind of, you know, playing around that tight ending quarterback. And he somehow wins with a team that doesn't really pass the eye test. But uh, congratulations to James, a.k.a. Porsche 2-3. Back-to-back Superflex Fantasy Fellowship champion. And, uh, and then I'll close with this. If you guys want to play in my listener league next year, just comment the video. Let me know. Uh, I can uh, potentially send you guys the link to join. It is a pretty competitive league. Uh, I do have a couple more spots that I can get in there. Um, so if you're interested, let me know. Just leave a comment. And uh, then I can well, I put, you can basically put your email in the comment and then I can forward you the invite. Uh, but we won't be drafting until, you know, end of August next year. So there's a lot of time for that. But anyways, I just I just want to say thank you. Um, this was a lot of fun for me this season. I think we did pretty well. Uh, it seems like every year my projections get better and better and better. And I get a better view of the landscape for fantasy football. So thank you guys so much for uh, for hanging out with me and enjoying the fantasy fellowship. And uh, yeah, enjoy the. Uh, enjoy the week 18 games. Again, prayers for DeMar Hamlin. It seems like everything is starting to look a little bit more positive than it did in the last day or two. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in a future video. Peace. Mm -hmm.